0: Thank mm-hmm. you. You know, happened, but that's nice. I think Emma's still there right now or leaving or doing or doing whatever. She
1: got to f- a Comic-Con. That's cool.
0: Fucking schmucks. I mean, mm-hmm. who cares about Comic-Con, right? Fucking, I mean, we're not there, so. Yeah, so obviously well, it's not important. Yeah, I mean, what's well, the big deal? It's not like they're going to drop any blockbuster announcements or anything about video games, especially. I mean, fuck.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, what, about, it's about comics, not about video games. They don't announce things like movies. Or TV shows or anything like that. It's strictly about the comics because it's a pure convention. Yeah, dude. Not, it's not tainted by other forms of media. Of course not. No,
0: not at all. I mean, it's not like it has any sort of silly celebrity endorsement or appearance in order to highlight it or otherwise like fucking channel the, the energy of a hype train. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and co- and cause cos
1: cosplay. Cos cosby cosplay. Dude, they don't have any Cosby <laughs> cosplay,
0: I don't think. Funny enough, they did. Ha- I think they did have Cosby cosplay. Isn't I that know. crazy?
1: I thought that was a t- it's a tongue twister, but I would like to see that actually. <laughs> Someone has to dress up as Rudy, though. Oh
0: boy, I personally, I think I would. Uh, I I, I would I would totally go into the Good Times cosplay camp. Uh, good Times versus that's too old
1: though. I don't think people know what that is anymore.
0: Dude, Dino
1: Might. I don't even know what that is anymore. I'm I'm old. I'm like thirty one. I'm thirty one. So yeah, I'm old. But I don't even know what that show is.
0: Oh my God! It's my birthday this week. Why you're not, would you you're do not that, that old? I feel I, it. I, I
1: hope for your birthday that they do actually split up California into six states. I would <laughs> to see. And, and and you're not allowed to be in any of those states, man. You're gonna be a, a man without a home.
0: Oh, dude, I'm going to be Bill Bixby. I'm going to be the Bill Bixby without any sweet superpowers or, fuck, I don't know, any anything worth of merit, to be honest. You know what's funny is a uh, listener recently hit me up, and I totally forgot about it, too, but um, apparently uh, he was trying to mention how at one point in the show uh, we essentially made a... A, a statement or otherwise commentary about how you, don't, you just fucking don't get hugs over the internet. So don't, don't be fucking throwing that shit around like free kittens in front of Walmart. And it's true. I think people just don't know how to like correlate internet conduct versus like fucking real people conduct because <laughs> I don't, I don't know how many times I see shit on Facebook that gets liked that in no way, shape or form should be liked. Yeah. Like, my grandma is now in a better place.
1: Yeah, Johnson. you don't you, you don't want to like that. Like, no! know, like may, maybe if you wanted to like that post, you should be calling that person and you know expressing your deep sorrow and you know giving them moral support. Don't click a button. It's just
0: not. It's lazy. But even then, just like, oh, how can this day get any worse? Like, like my this. dog's like was ran over by a semi. I don't think I, he'll ever be able to walk normally again. I post that stuff because I do like that.
1: I see someone suffering. I'm like, I like this a lot, and I post in the comment that you're not good enough, and then I just put dot dot dot.
0: It's just funny though, and even then, like other comments just bug the shit out of me just because, like, I, I, what was it's like somebody on the other the other day I like posted something and they they didn't even fucking write like words. They just wrote smiley face. mm Hmm.
1: I love that. I love that kind I of stuff. Dude, we're we're, you know we're going to be here, gonna here forever do? for like Facebook etiquette, though. We might be here knock all
0: day. That. I'm going over to that because that person is somebody that I know in real life. And I'm going to knock on their fucking door. And then once they open it, they're going to look at me strangely and be like, can I help you? Mm. And I'm just going to smile mm. at them like and then gonna, walk away. Just
1: give them that shit-eating grin. Like, mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. Maybe a winky face. An asterisk oh, yeah. semicolon. I like or, that. No, wait. That's that's kissy face or or, Matt, get, or sloth face. I don't give them know. give them the the one with the
1: X and then the smile. Or is that is it X and a frowny face? I don't know yeah. which one that is. That's that's the one uh,
0: there. That's uh, mm-hmm.
1: when they're hurt, I think,
0: or something. I or, or,
1: or when they're dead. When you have X's in your eyes, you're dead. So that's uh, a dead face. That's
0: the Michael Kane That's what it is. I wait. Is that, is that Alfred? Yeah, he's at Alfred. Of all the fucking roles that I'm, you remember Michael Caine for, that's, Alfred is the that's first obviously one. Obviously,
1: the up. first role, of course. It, it was National Batman Day this week, man. How could I not think about Batman?
0: Um, true. I'm all always right.
1: thinking about okay. Batman.
0: That's your one out. Thank right you. There. Thank you. That's yeah, your that that one was a pretty out.
1: decent one. I try.
0: Yes. Uh, it's so. like fucking James Garner recently passed away. Bless his soul. And I'm like, oh my god, just like, like that one, like that role that he played and are we there yet man that
1: he was in that yeah apparently oh i i
0: i, I even i
1: like... i remember him from the president's movie with jack lemon that's the only yes. one i remember him from
0: <laughs> jack lemon's not here. all right this is a press watch radio why are we here what, what are we doing again yeah we're we got we got a special for you folks we we are talking about the wolf among us we're gonna we're gonna dissect this bitch and and there's more this is just this is the podcast of uh, it we're gonna we're gonna talk about just all the stuffs. Mm. um but yeah thank, thank you again for joining along with us and um you know uh let, let's get this uh little once upon a time story going Oh, Wolf Among Us. I, wow. Well, first off, let, let's go ahead and, and do some introductions. So the we, smallest of introductions ever. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and everybody, if you can on Twitter, you know, the Stevie Grant. Stevie was also set to appear on the show with us, but he ran into some complications of the medical variety, so send him some good love. He's okay, but he's just resting up, so let him know that you love him. And then... Uh, James had a bit of an emergency himself, so he couldn't hop on either. And mm-hmm. we really tried to find a third chair. Um, no, but, but, no but nobody's playing this game right now. Or no, uh, apparently, yeah. no, no one's finished the game. No one's finished it, yeah. Yeah, everybody's, the magic episode that everybody's played up to is episode three. Which, you know, that, that, is, that is a special episode in terms of, uh, shit that goes down. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, apparently everybody's actually, funny enough, finishing this episode this week and has even asked us to postpone <laughs> until they get it done yeah it's busy times man summer and you know, they you got they got stuff going on i understand yeah no we can't we can't postpone this motherfuckers no. like we got we got shit of our own to do it's truth yeah but thank you guys for playing along with us and not doing a good job so far <laughs> you know that's great
1: that's a media podcast though they can just download it and just wait until they're done then they can play it but yeah i still want you to download it because you know we need, we need them hits yeah, exactly. Download uh, it now, and then don't play the game and forget that you downloaded it, and then just go and download it again. Download it twice? Yeah yeah, 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 That sounds good. Download it twice, and then listen to it in stereo. Do what I Set. do. Download it a bunch of times, listen to it half halfway, and then, and then that guy, George, kind of just annoys you, and you stop listening.
0: Yeah. Story <laughs> of our lives. Um, Happy birthday, George. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's not my hey, birthday George. yet. Um, Close it up going to be soon though jesus Mm -hmm. and oh man you know what's funny is i treated myself to getting uh the fables comics and i and i was able to get all of them so they're currently at uh issue 142 that's crazy yeah and there's dude there's some shit yeah that went down um so i i kind of want to talk about how this fucking game really came out of nowhere. Mhm. It's it's really strange to me because I mean, we we kind of saw it like it it was it was honestly surprise announced at PAX, as far as what memory serves me correctly. Mm, well, we saw it at PAX Prime, so they would have announced it at PAX East, you think? No, like it was I believe it was surprise announced at like it it, it was basically talked about on the uh, Telltale's panel along with uh essentially them then setting up booth space for it and then basically the uh fight between big b and the woodsman was Mm. basically what they had on display that's what we played so i remember they had
1: kind of talked about right when they were also talking about wanting to take on game of thrones like they they, they, i know fables was kind of first announced and then like shortly thereafter they also rolled out info for uh tales from the borderlands and and game of thrones um, and I, I guess like, you know, when they announced it, I knew about Fables. I mean, I knew of it, but I never read it, had never really gotten into it. just knew that it was, you know, um, is it through Vertigo it is the comic? Yeah. OK, so I know Vertigo is usually always known for kind of like being more obscure titles of, of comics, not like mainstream. So, yeah, you know, I never seen much on it. But when they announced it, I thought that'd be interesting. I think if anything, it would just maybe get people into that franchise by playing the game. I'm glad that you mentioned that it is a prequel. I think that's good to know that it does happen before the events of the comics. So now I don't feel like I'm completely lost in the storyline. I feel like I can just do the game, you know, jump into the comics and know exactly what's going on. Like it's a good precursor to everything. So I'm I'm pretty happy they did it in that way.
0: Yeah. And, and even then like funny enough too is, uh, and, and not a lot of people know this, like, uh, The fables were a bit, and well, the Wolf Among Us was actually supposed to drop uh, much sooner than it did. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a really funny story behind the whole thing because uh, they, the first that that was the first comic franchise that they really wanted to do something with, uh, and they actually wanted to do it around the time of uh, Jurassic Park and Mm -hmm. Back to the Future. And basically, the reason why that didn't happen is uh, around that time, uh, you know, they were Back to the Future still... and Jurassic Park came out.
1: <laughs> and well, like, yeah. Uh... Well,
0: well, no, not really. It basically there there was a lot of controversy with Bill Willingham because Bill Willingham, it, it, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, as a as an individual who. And, and believe me, I've fallen in love with fables. Like I, like I said, Wolf Among Us has essentially convinced me to drop over two hundred dollars just so that way I could get, I, I could just soak in, like all all that juicy fucking, mm, mm, all all that stuffs. But the dude, uh, he's a very conservative. Ironically enough, considering a lot of the content and portrayal. That he kind of dives into in, into fables and the way he humanizes them to uh, some of what a lesser extent of, of like humanity is concerned as far as like, you know, all the all the scumbaggery, I guess all the all the like, I guess all the twists and turns down the lane of, uh, of, of the moral compass as it going south, if you will. Uh, it, it's funny, you know, just how how conservative he is personally within his politics and views. And like, I mean, the dude was reeling back between, like, there is there is a controversy behind Obsidian, which was a Justice League of America superhero who was male and openly gay. And uh, essentially, he went on to comment that you know, essentially being gay, I, I'm I'm trying to find out a lot but a lot of the contents and whatnot but the 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 caveat of of that character being gay uh had anything significant involved whatsoever like basically they they put that into pander and and he feels like uh he he didn't say it hurt his image but it it did it, it basically took away from the traditionalism uh that he was supposed to represent as a superhero and that uh Fucking totally got like some shit, and then there is also a uh, a lot of shit that went down in regards to Once Upon a Time. Uh, because I don't know if you're familiar with Once Upon a Time, but that no. is a current TV show that I, is incredibly uh, similar. To
1: I Fables. really, yeah, I really try not to. I, I hear about that show a lot, and I'm like, ah, no, I'm good, <laughs> I'll pass.
0: Yeah, a girlfriend actually mentioned like, oh wow, this is based off of uh, Once Upon a Time, and I'm like, nope, like you. Uh huh. <laughs> no, it's it's nope. its own thing. Uh, but yeah, basically. Uh, oh, okay. I remember the uh, quote. It's no more superhero decadence for me. Mm. Yeah. So
1: strange okay. for someone that takes like fairy tale, you know, characters and turns them like completely to the point of like, you know, really kind of raunchy adult oriented.
0: Exactly, you know, That's, characters yeah. like
1: I, I mean to take that and and kind of spin it like that, and then to not appreciate you know, characters for you know embracing you know more diversity and things like that, it seems kind of almost. I don't want to say that it's being, you know, uh, hypocritical, but I mean he he kind of takes characters and kind of makes them, you know, kind of expands on them and makes them like what you wouldn't expect. You know, I think takes chances, takes risks, and. I you know I still understand like like he's pretty bold, you know when it comes to his characters, like why can't other comics do the same,
0: yeah, but basically he's saying that like he he's personally against superhero comics to begin with because like. They they supposed wants it to base rep- more in reality. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they represent a traditionalist image, and then when you try to base them in reality, it takes away from whatever work. omnipotence they're supposed to represent. And exactly. I, I hate to
1: say this; it's kind of reason why Superman's kind of a bummer. Sorry, I know you like Superman, but he's kind of a bummer.
0: But he's he's a super cool
1: bummer. He, but you bas- can't base someone like that in, in realistic terms now, because who's that cookie cutter, you know, Boy Scout kind of superhero? No one is. You know, that's why I think people embrace Batman more than Superman because of that mentality. Well, you know, it's funny; is he's not even really all that anymore. Mm. Well, maybe, yeah. I haven't read the comics like New Fifty Two stuff, so that's a possibility.
0: Yeah, it won't the New Fifty Two. I mean, at first it it went off because there, there, there was a lot of. there's a lot of cues that, if anything, that like it was always theorized in in a more philosophical fashion that Superman like uh, unwittingly like subconsciously looks down on humans is yeah, is, yeah, and then that's actually more or less that's publicly displayed in his words and actions more. So he he goes around, you know, kind of like a arrogant asshole. Like he's way more arrogant, and it's and it would if anything it kind of makes a dynamic between him and Batman, uh, slightly more interesting and way less friendly because Batman's simply there to keep them and like, keep him in check. And even though they respect each other, uh, they don't, they still don't even really like each other. It, yeah. It's weird. They, you know, and I can, to an extent I can agree with Bill William. I mean, it's really hard to kind of humanize characters like that, you know, uh, with, with the role and responsibilities that they play. Um, when when we we kind of go into it with expectations and see that, like I said, there's an irony in that because of what he does with fables, and basically he takes all of these different characters uh, from Brothers Grimm, yep. from even even urban legends. Like I think what was really cool is they they really stepped out of the box because and, and believe me, they do that a, a lot throughout fables later on, especially um, in the comic, but in the game, they, like, they really stepped out, like, uh, the two standouts, of course, I mean, they, they don't really have their fables or anything at all, they, they I don't even think they're necessarily, like, nursery rhymes, they're, they're more or less, they're, like, urban legends, and mm-hmm. that's, like, the Jersey Devil and Bloody Mary, and they, he, the writing and the supervision that he did, along with Telltale, you know, being involved, they made it work, they yeah. they were very very much organic to the atmosphere universe of, of fables, so, I mean I don't know I I personally really liked it and, and I'm and I'm glad that you know it, it honestly came out around the right time, uh, and it like I said it, okay so it didn't get uh, announced at uh packs I apologize it got announced at E3 at 2011 okay yeah. and it was supposed to come out. Within twenty ten, and there's been there was a lot of stuff besides the controversy, they were also trying to figure out what the fuck to name it because they couldn't call it fables because Microsoft fucked that up for everyone so uh Wolf among us basically became the name that stuck mm-hmm. and see, I don't know i and and we'll we'll talk about it uh, basically, especially within the uh, companion video that we got we there there are certain choices that we definitely want to go ahead and uh go into but uh Bigby he's he's a main character throughout Fables to begin with especially going into the comic but he his role drastically changes and I think there's uh the thing about Fables too is that they honestly that they they have a a cast rich enough and especially with particular characters who uh who basically possess a role to the story that are capable enough also being protagonists in their own right. And I'm actually mm-hmm. curious to see if they can pull that off in Season 2. Like, uh, see, and it's it's really weird. Because, like I said, well, let, let me ask you this. Because, you know yeah. what's funny is we went into this game not really... Like, I, I never... I always knew Fables was a thing. But I never, like I said, I, I just didn't have any desire to check it out. I mean... I believe at one point, like the closest I ever had is Alan Moore, like endorsed, endorsed it. But at the same time, I'm just like, uh, I don't know that fan, like the fantasy seemed a bit too far fetched, Mm -hmm. but I, I agree. I think that, you know,
1: coming up with the concept of like a a fairy tale, but adult oriented, you know, and that's kind of how I referred to it a lot in the reviews was this adult themed fairy tale, you know, uh, I was like, well, that seems interesting, but you know, is it doing it, uh, uh, making it adult oriented just for the sake of, you know, saying, ah, it's, it's, these, you know, fairy tale characters, but they're, you know, in New York and they're, you know, they're all on drugs and they're all, you know, doing this crazy stuff. Like, you know, I, I didn't know if it would add depth to the story and to the characters by doing that. But as you progress through the season, I think it really does. Like when I first started it, I think it's kind of what we're getting at right now. is like when we kind of first started the game and how it was with like Big B and, you know, other characters Um, my big B initially, I started off being what I thought he was supposed to be like the big bad wolf. You know, I, kind of was, didn't have any remorse. I kind of did things and just, you know, I hurt people and and I didn't really care. But as I progressed through it, you know, they do have this ability to make you want to feel more human. And it's really your choice to either fight off that urge or actually try to embrace it and do the right thing. Um, even if it means that you're maybe, you know, hurting other people. You know, that that sense of kind of regaining some sort of humanity, but at the expense of other people's lives, I thought was a big part of the game. And uh, I I think as you progress, you kind of, I lean more towards that. But initially, like when I first started playing it, I wanted to embrace that, you know, rip a guy's arm off just because you can, you know, that whole mentality.
0: And see, I went into it differently even before I became like inspired to basically follow up and get the comics because... Mm -hmm. You know, you can't help but make the contrast, especially considering this is off the coattails of The Walking Dead. And see, with The Walking Dead, uh, the biggest battle that they, they kind of pit players in is essentially weighing the consequence and the hardship of retaining your humanity over what needs to be done for survival or even you know, the, the psychosis of yeah. like the apocalypse around you. Or or even maybe like, I think both
1: kind of deal with that sense of redemption. You know, like with Lee and how you know, he was trying to redeem himself after the crimes that he committed. You know, and trying to maybe just do better, you know, and try to be that person that they wanted to be. I think Bigby kind of does that too and de- deals with that too. Like, you know, he he did things when they were in, you know, their, their home, you know, when they're back in their world. And so when they came to you know, um, it's just Fable Town that they call it there. Like, where yeah,
0: Fable I mean, Town uh, is what they establish. And see, yeah. w- they call it the homelands is where they came. The from. The homelands. Yeah. And then and, like and I feel like, like
1: he was established as like, you know, the big bad wolf like he did things. And, and I think he has a chance to kind of redeem himself. And, you know, he can do that. But no one really believes that he will. They think it'll, he'll just go back to his old ways and terrorize like he used to. You
0: and know, see, I, I, I feel thing, like they both though. have
1: that kind of sense of redemption that goes on in the games
0: yeah because if anything like you know the Walking Dead contrasts in, in a situation that's completely different because it puts you in in these moments of extremity that have like very large consequences but I don't feel like in the interim they they, they, they last like throughout the game mm-hmm. where every little thing that I did in the wolf Among us came back. And yep. went, came full circle. And that's something that The Walking Dead really only did once. And to be honest, it did it in a very pandering sort of way. Like, I actually... And we talk about in that Games Club, the the whole, like, stealing that car's worth of supplies, how that came... Like, that. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was just so... It's kind
1: of, like, maybe more fabricated. Like, yeah. it, it's kind of forced on you to make that decision. And either way you go, it's either going to hurt you in the initial run or it's going to hurt you later, you know? Um I agree with that because I think the last, or, um, the the Wolf Among Us, um, it, it really does kind of give you a sense that every choice you made will eventually come back to either help or haunt you. Whether it's you know initially how you deal with Colin, or you know your relationship with Snow White, you know like everything kind of comes back. Um, you know, and we're kind of jumping around a lot, but I, I do appreciate the fact that when I first started playing it, I really did think that the Wolf Among Us was just going to be. Fairy tale, walking dead, you know, I, I didn't really give it enough credit for being a game that can stand on its own. And, and, and having played through it now, I feel like it really did establish its own, you know, kind of way of doing things and approaching it. Um, even especially in the last episode, like it really blew me away how great that last episode was because I feel like it really pulled itself away from being in the shadow of the walking dead and kind of established itself as its own series. And like, you know, I'll be quite honest. I think, you know, I would probably say that I think Wolf Among Us is better. I just I just feel like the choices were more impactful, um, you know. And and I just I liked how they took player choice and really made it not more of a chore, but made it. I feel like it made it more dynamic and a little bit more, you know,
0: impactful I, with, when you did something. See, character choice in this situation, it, mm. and it's just as challenging. Believe me, it's just as challenging. But choices within The Walking Dead, more or less have a burden on you, especially within your conscience when you invest a certain amount, while is choices that you make, you're essentially developing and, and building a role and reputation, especially, yeah. and, and, and see it, the things that happen within the context of all the characters is all the fables themselves. And, and even then they were very much human and very much had their own flaws and were not the, i i i guess they 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 weren't the uh, wholesome characters that the stories would have you believe i mean that's a huge theme like yeah the the legend isn't quite like the reality and, mm-hmm. and even then that's before that and you come to find out too especially like bigby already has like all of these aspirations to kind of start a new life and, and even then like the game does this really well especially and and i think this is awesome because i'm going back and replaying it now with the uh essentially with the new information i've learned kept in mind to kind of reinforce and supplement my second playthrough and it's amazing just how like I, i would i would just say just how universal the experience can come across and honestly how much more supplement like I didn't think that you really needed it you, you, and you I still believe that you don't need to read the comics or whatnot to really appreciate the wolf among us but to to basically do that and then kind of kind of get a feeling for it and interact and, and get and basically like experience yeah. Fable town before because like I will say that it takes a fantastical turn in the comic later on, but just seeing it you know at, at, during its more humble beginnings. Played,
1: but, and, and you don't feel that now having experienced the comic and knowing the story, you don't feel like it kind of forces you into doing things in the game, though, because you have that, you know, predetermined information available. Like, you don't feel like it really forces you to make a choice that you maybe wouldn't have made had you not no, known that already. I,
0: okay. You see, and that's the thing, too, because uh, there's only really two points and they're lightly addressed in the comic. So, it, it, if anything, the game and the, and the stories. They supplement each other very well. I guess I they almost even appreciate
1: that as well, too. That the fact that they give you a little bit to go off of, but they don't want to just like throw everything at you to be like, OK, you're going to do this in the game because you know about because you read the comics. Like they give you a couple of those points, but they won't give you a whole bunch of tie ins, which I, I think I do appreciate that, because if you don't read the comic, you're not really missing out. But for the ones that did, they have that little bit extra, you know, just something like a little bit more special for you uh, you know, as you play through the game
0: and see what's weird is the dichotomy of the whole thing that I really appreciate about like the wolf among us is essentially we're put in a situation with these established characters and and everything going on and all of these themes where these already not so wholesome characters and whatnot and and they don't touch it directly in the in the story you have to go into the book of fables part but like Basically, the reason why all these fables are able to live together in a community as well is they, they basically live under an amnesty pack where anything they may have done back in the homelands is completely washed away and forgiven going into the you know the human world, the mundane world. Mm. and it, it's weird because just the effect that the mundane world has on them, it any any sort of like questionable character traits or whatnot, every single person is tainted it like it's strange just how the mundane world kind of corrupts everyone's character to a certain aspect. And the dichotomy of it is, is that Bigby came into the mundane world tainted from what he did. And the mundane world is actually giving him a chance to reverse all that. And Mm -hmm. in doing so, like I got to make decisions where, you know, me, the big bad wolf made other people feel good about themselves and granted I could have also went the exact opposite and you know to be honest I that's the thing I mean you can completely play good cop um and, and, and it, 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 it doesn't it, get you anywhere it, it really does it, it kind, kind of steers to you admit. towards yeah it does and I feel like it kind
1: of almost reminds me of like Mass Effect where you know they made it's choices. Great social commentary on Mass
0: Effect because Mass yeah. Effect almost kind of rewards you for being good cop all the way Throughout every uh, single decision, but
1: but, but then they, they telegraph bad moments so great, like so perfectly that you feel like you have to do, you know, like you're playing as a paragon, they will like telegraph a renegade decision, and they keep on like just pushing it in your face, like just do it, you know, you want to do it, and like I feel like sometimes Wolf Among Us kind of did that, but maybe a little bit more subtle, like you uh, know, especially especially which, which decision, um, like in particular the interrogation.
0: Uh, let's see. That's Was is I was really ambiguous. That's the third one. Was, was that, that the third episode or second? Oh, episode? That's the second episode. Yeah, I was like really the, ambiguous towards that. Like, and, uh, well,
1: I guess if anything else, I didn't really have to do that, and I didn't. I didn't really go very violent with my interrogation because I feel but like you are
0: violent at some point. You can go through that entire interrogation without being violent at all.
1: Well, yeah, and I did, but I think Bluebeard was the one that was kind of more like wanting to push it, and you know, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and but, at one point, and you know, what's funny is my second playthrough. I because, you know, ambiguous in a sense is is a lot of the uh, morality that goes on because I mean, that's sort of our reality is it's 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 just it's weird. Like basically, I think what I appreciate the most about like The Wolf Among Us is it's it's basically the black and it it, it's the anti black and white game in, in terms of like decisions and life. But it's done in a manner that I feel much more comfortable relating with, and something that I honestly feel more accomplished, like being a part of, as opposed to like The Walking Dead, where you know the further I get, the further point I'm like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Like. Yeah,
1: but you feel like as Bigby, like you do feel like accomplishing
0: something. You are, and you feel like,
1: like and you feel like you're you're kind of striving towards a goal of, you know, saving the, the the fables and trying to make you know, the, the world that they wanted to establish for themselves. Because, I mean, even though he's the law and he's the one that's supposed to be protecting them, like, he was also kicked out of his home, you know? I mean, they, they all were. They are all, you know, struggling to find some sense of, like, this is what our life used to be like. You know, even though he's the one that needs to protect all of them, like, he's still trying to deal with that, too. And, and I think for him to kind of get that, you know, sense of redemption is, is big for him. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. Because I think Lee... You know, in Walking Dead and other games with choices you know you never really feel like you're making an impact on them as a person when you make these choices but I feel like in Wolf Among Us you really are like every choice is getting you a little bit more closer to that that humanity you know being a, a better person or being you know the, the person that the town needs at that moment
0: um, it's, I, it's subtle but I I do think it's there I think too when you when you talk about telegraphing I, mm. I really want to touch on uh, and you know I, I want to go into certain choices in detail, but at sure. the same time, I mean, we've got the video companion is the like the best part. Yeah. So it, it, really it's really easier really. to like kind of discuss it as it's happening.
1: But yeah, right. I mean, there, there's definitely some big scenes that would be uh, pretty instrumental in talking about the game. But
0: but even then, like I, I think what I really really enjoy is the very end, and it's funny because and he was you know he tried to be on the show, but uh we we totally understand again. Uh, David Glittenden, uh, associate editor over at Retro, uh, he was. And I I still understand, you know, why. But he was incredibly disappointed to, like, the ending of The Wolf Among Us. And see, like, I don't know. I I personally enjoy kind of noir. Like I said, the whole noir thing really sells it for me a lot more than the apocalyptic thing. I think, Agree. me personally, the apocalyptic thing has been done to death. But uh, the particular moment with the trial, you honestly have, like, absolutely no idea just, like how open-ended that can be because i mean first off i love that like you don't even have to have a trial you like if you you don't have a trial and you just fucking murder the crooked man right there and then you come back defending your own actions and you know whether or not the town Mm -hmm. even decides to have you elected yeah i mean there's so much like that goes on and even then like uh i i didn't realize that like i did a lot of uh Research because the Telltale engine, you know, is as robust as it can be, and and the way it kind of moves things along and inserts certain scenes of dialogue that are are essentially universal uh, as filler between you know wildly polarizing scenes of choices and dialogue. Um, it, it's it's really not too intricate it's still very rock paper ser- scissors are and in, in a mm-hmm. sense I, I I don't know if I'm saying that. It, it it basically it's you could still see the the excel sheet the spreadsheet at work huh. um, when you play it and the wolf among us has impressed me the most out of any of the games to really utilize this even season two of The Walking Dead because there are so many different things that you honestly have no idea that play a role. Like, for example, in Chapter 2, when you're investigating Room 207 at the Open Arms Hotel, and, and you're gathering clues, and you're basically making, uh, at, you're, you're ascertaining things, you can, like, really fuck it up and be like, why is Apple here? Like, maybe the killer is hungry and he'd like to eat. No, he was reenacting, like, a Mundy version of Snow White. And, like, you, you know, when you piece things together and they sound like the most sense when when you're actually portraying Bigby for what he is, a very incredibly sharp and resourceful detective, Uh, and the fact that the game kind of gives you moments to challenge yourself into doing that, it all comes back and banks on you in the end because you actually have to win this. Even when you have Crooked Man there, his defense and his efforts towards basically clearing his his quote-unquote innocence in the matter of the murders that took place... Uh, they can he could still sway Fable town if you let him and yeah. there are so many difference makers yeah. and the fact that uh, in my playthrough and I, and I researched it, basically being able to a figure out like all these different things and and you have no idea like it, it seems so small like that's a thing. you talk about Telegraph there I felt I honestly didn't really feel like that that like nothing jumped out at me. In in Wolf Among Us, and and yet I had no idea that everything I was doing had played a, a part. There was very little filler, or very little like, I'm I'm moving stuff around, uh, so to speak. I'm I'm just I'm just basically a- filling in questions to get the story going. No, a lot of it played a role. Yeah. Um, like suspecting Georgie Porgy right from the start, instead of like you know say the Tweedles or whatnot and you and, can uh, and you can and I did that too like at the very
1: start of the episode where Crooked Man asks you like well you know like you're like I already know who fucking did it it's like alright well who do you think did it and like you would choose you know and that was kind of a like you said you had to kind of deduce and, and you kind of use like what you've learned and what you've seen but it, it was kind of a shot in the dark really because I thought you know all well, three not, of them could have been
0: responsible and see when you go back and play it more mm. and more, it points to Georgie. Mm. And, and what I'm talking about is the very first episode. At the very first episode, he, he, with Ichabod and, and Snow White, it'll, they'll actually ask you, who do you suspect? And Oh, yeah, you're right. Get, you'll only get the Georgie option as well if you save Prince Lawrence. And saving Prince Lawrence is a huge benefit to you in but the very th- end of the game. I don't know. Do you think? No, it is. Because if Prince Lawrence isn't there, because he he actually plays a vital role in condemning the, the Crooked Man and getting the rest of Fable Town to listen and be like, no, because, because of faith. faith. Yeah, yes. okay, you're right. You're the right, fact because... he isn't, th- that he's there and, and he benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, um, he mentions Georgie from the very beginning. And then, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, when when you hear basically Georgie mentioned again from Holly, when when it clicks twice, like the fact, and, and if you click and you put that together with Bigby, there there's a lot of it, it's weird. Like I said, there there's so many different decisions, like in The Walking Dead, where I felt like it wasn't filler, but more or less it was just means to get you to know the characters and actually invest yourself. While in this, like. This is very much like people forget. Like this game, you're you're not trying to stay alive. You're trying to solve a murder. There's a mystery going on the entire time. You're you're a sheriff. You need to do, th- and then you need to do this to also state your role on on your you know your your reliableness, your competence. There's so many people that even just doubt that you're able to do it without being some raging. Even Snow, like the person who appointed you the job, the person who suck like seeked out. Bigby Wolf and and gave him like the powers of lycanthropy to basically appoint the position to him to begin with. Even doubts him throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, and, and, I, it, and it's 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 a challenge too because like yeah. you're given so many options to where she doubts herself and you want to comfort her, you want to reassure because even when you don't have input to kind of steer the story in that direction, the game even kind of like sets up like a romance between the two so i i don't know i i i personally really enjoyed that but let me ask yeah so did you save prince lawrence in your playthrough
1: i did yeah that was the first because i I figured that toad would be fine um and i I knew you know that things were probably going to be kind of grim for for prince lawrence um, yeah, by seeing that stained ass knife. Yeah, yeah, like I, that seems a little bit more serious. And and I'm glad that I did because having gone through it a second time, I realized that I mean Toad, you know, gets a little bit, you know, beat up, but he's he's you know, honestly fine. Like regardless of whether you approach Toad like early or later, the same outcome's gonna happen. You know, he gets kind of beat up and, and he's trying to hide it, you know, trying to protect himself and protect his son. So I was really happy I went with Lawrence first, because if not, you have been toast dead. (laughs)
0: Well, even then, you know, it's funny is uh, in talking it over with uh, like basically talking it over with other people who've played, I I, I honestly feel bad for the people who did go to see Lawrence and then he still ended up dying because they didn't choose the right decisions.
1: And then I wondered if like because I remember hiding in the closet when uh, one of the uh, I don't know if it was Tweedle or um one it was, of the dumbs. It, it, it was d to d okay um and, and uh yeah but like i remember like he came in like you stayed in the closet hiding i was like well, how long should i wait you know that was like i didn't know if if you waited longer it would have been more you know it been easier if you had to do
0: the whole chase regardless you know mm-hmm. but well you have to do the whole chase regardless because basically this is what happens when you talk to lawrence it gives you an option. Like when you're trying to talk to him and try to comfort him, you can either tell him that, and, and I love it too. They label it as a half lie. Oh, this is a half lie. Remember that. Um, you can tell him that his wife is missing. Mm. And if you straight up tell him that his wife is dead, he will point that gun in his mouth and pull fucking pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, also if when you're waiting in the closet, Lawrence will start raising the gun, getting ready to shoot at D. If you let him do that, D will turn around and shoot him and kill him. Oh, wow. Huh. So you have to jump out right as he like raises the gun yeah and basically assumedly I would say that snow takes care of the rest, but yeah he he lives if you if you kind of go about that and again, like the fact that that there's like nothing honestly telegraphed about that there's honestly there's one decision in the entire game that kind of makes me feel like. Like it's a no-brainer. It honestly makes me feel like it would be fucking st- like, like I don't know. And, and I kind of want to talk to you about it. And of course, like we'll elaborate more in the video companion. But how did you like feel at the? And, and it, it, the decision I'm particularly talking about is, as far as my opinion, the stupidest decision, like the most one-dimensionally one-sided decision in the entire game is at the very end of the first episode when you're at the trip trap and you encounter both d and the woodsman and you have to decide who to incarcerate yeah who did you take in uh, uh tweedle yeah yeah why why would you like i can't i still can't imagine like even then like we you you already get some insight on the woodsman he's a drunk
1: yeah, he's miserable. And well, and you also kind of established your history with him as well. Like that was right something before was really...
0: shows up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, I guess knowing that history and, and kind of seeing him defeated, just like I'm done, you know, I'm done fighting. I, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I feel like it's almost kind of rubbing salt in the wound. Like he's already kind of a, a defeated man, you know, like he's got his problems. He, you know, he kind of screwed up. But I, I didn't think he was ever you know, possible of killing somebody. You know, he then just ha- he, he was kind of a broken, kind of fucked up guy.
0: And then I you think- have this situation, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but, no. like, you know, throughout the game, you go to Lawrence's, there's a Tweedle there, and then a Tweedle fucking, who's being really aloof, and and fucks you up, like, after you're trying to bring him in and mentions his boss. Then, you know, Toad mentions that they show up at his place going through the woodsman stuff, and then he yeah. shows up, asks for the woodsman. I mean, all, all points... everything points to like bringing that fucking out it it would make the most sense like i don't i don't understand like i don't know that there was like any other decision definitely required challenge insight especially like in 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 the realm of being a detective what what i would need to do that one just seemed so simple Mm -hmm. and maybe it's because it's the first episode like you know, I, I, it's like Walking Dead almost kind of did that, where, like, you had to kind of pick and choose someone over the other, and the consequence wasn't all that heavy, but then you had to do that again, and it meant the other person's life. Yep. So, I mean, there's that, but even then, like, you know, in that situation, I, 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 I totally felt, like, I felt challenged, and I felt very... I, I don't know if I would, I could say that I had the same sort of confidence or, you know, satisfaction, I, whether... I, w- what way I went... Well, actually, I take that back. Because I think anybody who saved Doug is fucking dumb. Fucking... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Come on, man. He was, he, he
1: was helpful. He was resourceful. Yeah, um, sure was. N- no, but like, I, I guess, if anything, I wish I kind of would have taken the woodsman in, because I feel like after you let him go, you do kind of encounter him again later on, but... I never feel like you really get a lot out of him with a story. Like, you know, you give him a cigarette, he kind of takes off, and it's, it's kind of it, you know? like You kind
0: of yeah. don't – I don't know if you get that I, – I think that entire situation when you run into him later on in the game with Jersey, I think that situation is compounded and, in, in, in like, way more complicated because if, I kind of want to go – like, I kind of – yeah, I kind of want to feel – I feel like if you you do say you did take him in, and even then, the, the varying degrees of you know how how harshly you you and interrogated you him it. or tortured yeah. him, yeah, would because like I you know not only did I not take him in or whatnot, like like for example, I I was talking over with somebody and um he told me and and he did bring in the woodsman. He told me he he had to, he did a lot of quick time events to where he had to fight off both the woodsman and jersey and there was only one moment where like jersey like fucking punched me but it was so he can get to jersey uh i'm sorry woodsman yeah and then at that point you know woodsman helped but i i I almost want to feel like that whole situation could like be way more difficult depending on that and see that that's what i'm talking about where like i feel like the wolf among us has this seamless like way of like making everything come full circle mm-hmm. so I don't know. I I actually really liked his uh, presence there. It, he, but I will admit, it is awkward too, especially within, even within the game, and and especially because he's only gotten really one mention in the comic book. Oh, and really? So he's not really even that important of a character then. No, he doesn't even show up in the comic book. He's That's interesting. The, yeah, and, and when he does, and when he is mentioned in the comic book, there's so much disdain in his mention that it 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 kind of. Contrasts towards like the, uh, I want to say the ambiguous relationship between the two in the game As to where expressed. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like in the comic, like Bigby flat out fucking hates the woodsman. Yeah. He's just like, it's, it's it's like it's, one of the it, few it, people I can't it, forgive. He's it, to it,
1: it, it, it seems like, you know, in my playthrough that we kind of like, you know, split up and like, you know, we're kind of like on equal terms. Like, I don't like you, but, you know, I'm not going to come after you. You know, this is kind of done between us. You know, it's kind of an an, an even split. Yeah, there's closure. But maybe that's something they'll address in the second season then to kind of establish like them completely hating each other in the actual comics. But you kind of mentioned like maybe not that important of characters in the comics. The one they had in the game, which I thought was going to be such a much bigger role and a much important part that ended up being just really nothing was Bluebeard. I feel like Bluebeard had really no impact on anything in the story. And I know Um, in the first episode... He was the one I pointed at was like the main guy. Like I thought every time they talk about Bluebeard, I was like, this is like, this is like who eventually end up, you know, the crooked man end up being the person behind it all. But, you know, initially in the first episode or two, I was like, Bluebeard's the one he's responsible, you know, but
0: so, you know, I didn't mean to interrupt, but can hmm. we talk about why, the you know, how I love the secret brilliance of the Wolf Among Us? Because I actually completely disagree with you. Okay. But I it it's but I'll tell you why it and it, it, it's re and to be honest it's hard too because it's really hard to kind of really directly correlate. I mean we are jumping back and forth. Yeah. But like it really has a lot to do with the end. So and and again and and like my theories kind of go even deeper. So you know. What's really strange, and I feel like I don't know why everybody forgot it, honestly, why every single person forgot it, like, except for me, but particularly in uh, episode three, uh, when Bluebeard basically kind of, again, he just kind of gets involved way more to the point where it's suspicious, because the guy that's the one thing like you, you want to like, he wants to make it seem like his intentions are Archer's, but they're not the, he has a hidden agenda throughout the whole thing, but wh- he keeps insisting that he's going to go to crane's house. Mm-hmm. And like me, ma- I could be wrong. Cause I, I of course did not go to crane's first. So when I went there, there was evidence destroyed. Ah. And I basically my whole theory with Bluebeard, And honestly, he's definitely there to, to set the stage for the, the, The second season is so at the very end of the wolf among us when we get more details from nerissa when she meets and talks with us at the very end there there's something especially she like she has this encouragement and 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 there there's a lot because again the game really focuses on you like basically noticing all the small details i mean let me, let me ask you this. Did you try to take off a ribbon again when you ran into her that last time? Nope. No, I did not. Okay, I did, mm-hmm. and she freaked the fuck out just as much. Wow. Why? Yeah, Why? it, seems like, it is... seems like, yeah, it's broken, you know, the, the actual curse of it was broken. The girl with the ribbon, Vivian, it's broken, and she her excuse is, you know, it's it's still like a, a psychological ordeal for me that, like, I have to be ready to do it on my own and see i put it together especially you know considering other details because if you remember from episode 2 lily like basically says that she'll cover faith's shift so there's there's absolutely no way that like faith would have been there that night that like georgie killed her it was narissa so mm. Yeah, so the fact that, and basically, I feel like Faith, like, feels a sense, an obligation of sorts to kind of basically bring light to it, but she still has a very selfish means of, like, wanting to start over. Basically, her entire story, she's a well, master of disguise. Well, yeah, it makes sense she, because
1: Narissa did say that she dropped the head off at the uh, apartment complex. Yeah, you know, like, like, she had basically found, you know, uh, Faith you know she'd been murdered and then she, like she said she's the one that actually dropped the head off but she made it sound like she had found it but she wanted to use that as a way to like you know let them know hey this is what happened you know like i'm
0: trying to help but Faith yeah. was the one that uh basically took the picture of Crane mm-hmm. and Lily and basically was trying to use it to help them blackmail so that the three girls can escape yeah it was yeah so um it it, it essentially boiled down and uh, my whole theory behind it, because like, to me, like that, that whole like crazy, what if scenario, like, do you let her walk away or do you go after her and start following her? Um, and especially like, and, and there's so many subtle clues. Like when you watch Narissa walk away and, and you see you, you have, you're given that choice. You understand that you're given the same perspective of looking at her back and seeing the way she walks. She's walking exactly in the same posture, everything is faith. faith is essentially still alive she she's glamored as narissa and basically keeping keeping face within the entire situation essentially helped big b try to you know solve the murders everything is sort of like a a guilty comeuppance of conscience towards being ultimately responsible for that whole thing but there's no way she could have done it alone and there's another individual who takes interest in crane destroys evidence and then does nothing but wants to condemn the crooked man all the way and who has a very sly smile as he goes into the office that's bluebeard Bluebeard, that's true
1: He, he does go in right at the end there yeah
0: he and again he has no official position within like fabletown government he just he wants bankroll it. it but he wants it exactly yeah. and by basically sitting in a because either way say shit didn't go belly up and they were able to successfully blackmail crane the thing that that stopped them from blackmailing crane is his involvement with crooked man and the fact that his assistance helped crooked man cement himself as this like Fucking real clandestine power that makes the wheels turn behind Fabletown, uh-huh. and by Bluebeard essentially blackmailing Crane and getting that, he would have elevated Snow White to Deputy Mayor anyway. And that 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 it, it's a very elusive. It, it it basically alludes to that being his plan the whole time because he has an easier means of uh, essentially influencing or otherwise manipulating Snow White than he did with Crane. So. And, and I really feel like that's going to be the setup as well mm-hmm. uh, with season two. But yeah, no, I, I completely disagree. I think Bluebeard was in on it the whole time with Faith and basically offered Faith a chance to escape. So do
1: you think that the head that they left behind wasn't Faith, it was actually Nerissa? Yeah, it's Nerissa's. Oh. I guess I can be- see that. It seems like Bigby and, and Nerissa have a sort of connection that you kind of see with he and faith initially in the beginning. Um, And that, I guess that would be a way to really mess with him too. If that ended up being the truth, like come second season. And I do appreciate that, like near the end of the game, you know, as he's condemning the crooked man, he's trying to, you know, put him to justice. Do they give you the option of like, you know, why you want to kind of take him down Is like, is it for justice? Is it for the town or is it for faith? You know, they give you those options. Like, you know, those women's death, on kind of his conscience and really on his hands. It's kind of, you know, that can be a deciding factor on why you want to bring the crooked man to justice. I mean, I, I chose justice for the town, but I do appreciate that they make that like kind of a overall goal for Big B is to kind of have redemption from those deaths. Um,
0: well, even then, yeah, I chose fable town as well. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's throughout the entire story, he's, he's trying to validate that, he cares what goes on. Yeah. And even, even, even when, he, even, he's in, he,
1: even though they don't think that at all and they disagree with them every turn, but <laughs> even when he's being a dickhead and he's violent, like, you know what I mean? It's always he's, for the protection of the other people.
0: Yeah. Like I, I'd like to say that I was pretty noble yeah. in a lot of things I did, but there are times where like, if I was able to get a shot in, you, cause you'll, you'll notice that at every point, even when you, you hold your patience, uh, Georgie crane, especially Georgie, but Georgie, Crane, and Crooked Man, you're given an opportunity, or even in Tweedledee, you're given an opportunity to fucking just punch him Yeah. at, at one point, um, every time. And, then, and, I, and I couldn't who, help but like, not take that fucking punch
1: every time. Who was the guy that you uh, fight Is at the end of the first episode? I think it is, where you fight, who no, is that Grand. guy? Gran, thank you. I remember you had the option of ripping his arm off, and I totally did. I, I didn't really have to, the fight was over, but I just did anyways, because I was like, this is what I am. And that's why, you know, I said like through progression of the episodes, I became less of that monster and tried to be more of the human because that first episode, I, I completely ripped his arm off just because I knew I could. But then like I had the interrogation, I was actually pretty mellow on that. Didn't really do a whole lot of violence. And then, uh, going through the episodes, I remember, um, with, uh, Georgie, where you can, like kind of mess him up and mess up the club at the same time, just pretty much lay waste to everything that's in front of you. I didn't do any of that. I didn't I didn't break anything. I didn't like him. Oh really? Him. Oh, I fucked oh, his club. Like up. And, and it was that's why, great though. And, that, and that's why I felt like every chance they gave you to do like the you know the evil part, you know, it was like being telegraphed. I was like, you should do this. I'm like, no, I'm gonna restrain, I'm gonna see where this goes. And I think I got more information by not doing that.
0: I but didn't it, know. I see. I will. Yeah, I'm actually curious to hear that. And also, yeah. so does Gren just not have an arm throughout the entire game? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's that's precisely what happens. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Yeah. That's terrible. Because, like, yeah. at the end, I actually got Dude's respect. And I can only imagine how difficult that may have made his support uh, of for the thing. It,
1: it, It's harder to try to, like,. You know, make him realize that you're trying to help with, you know, with Lily and everything else that's going on. He doesn't believe a word you say because you know you're the guy ripped off his arm for no fucking reason. You know, it's it's the whole time he's like, no, nope, nope, you're an asshole, always will be. You know, it's hard for him to sympathize with you when you're trying to help them.
0: Oh no, he eventually, him and Holly, like, they they back me the hardest near the end.
1: I mean they. Near the very end, I think they did only because and that's that's the whole thing with Lily like that whole scenario was never good for me. like I ripped off his arm, uh I had to interrupt the the progression, like the funeral uh procession that they well, had
0: i I didn't interrupt it
1: I had to but well i have. i I, th- I think that like when they kind of put me at gunpoint, I kind of had to force like Snow White to kind of wrap things up, you know, and they were not happy about that at all. Like, I tried not to, but I think I was just like, this is a little bit more important right now. Like, people are going to get shot if I don't do or say something. Yeah, that's the way I
0: felt. I was like, I need to act now. Like, I can't really postpone this. Um, and see, okay, so, like, in that, in that moment in the bar, it, it was great because, like, it was very organic. Like, the whole time, you know, th- like, you didn't just smash and then not get what you want and then smash. Like, You had a process of it. Like, I got some information. And then I gave him a chance to give me a little bit more information than it was vague. You lost, you know, you lost your cigarette machine. Alright. You gonna keep talking to me? Alright, cool. Oh, you gonna fuck around? Well, there went your sign. And then that led up to the fact that, like, the moment uh, I got Hans to talk about the book. And I'm just like, well, check it out. That fucking stereo that you've been, like, loving on. It's going to go. And then he like, he panicked and he was just like, fuck, fucking Christ already. Jesus. And he gave me the key and he just like, there's your bloody book. (laughs) And, and I didn't have to lay a fucking single hand on him. But like when, like I knew crane was at the pudding and pie and then he's like, Hey, now, and then there's the bitch Snow White. I I basically made it a point that any time somebody called Snow White a bitch, I hit them.
1: And after, oh yeah, yeah,
0: no, cause like defend her honor. Grant, even then, Grant was just like uh, talking about how Snow White's a bitch, and I and I warned him. was like, I'd not call her that again. It yeah, doesn't. I, I don't, it, don't it doesn't do end it. well. And he <laughs> does it again, and I just and I just fuck him up. But I don't rip his arm off. I I show that I'm better than that.
1: See, I don't know, man. Like. Initially, that was, like, the the first thing I would go to. The only time I ever went to violence was I tore off his arm, and then when you uh, encounter... I know we're jumping around a lot, but there is a character we haven't mentioned yet that I think is the best part of the game. Hands down, my favorite character in the game was Bloody Mary. And uh, when you first kind of approach her or she approaches you, um, you have that, you know, that, that kind of, like... Even before I think she even comes into the picture, don't you have a face down with a... Was it Tweedle D?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and you have, and that's the weirdest thing. I thought you had the option to like kill him, Tweedle Dumb. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and you had the option to kill him, and I chose I not did. to kill him. I killed him. And oh, you l-
1: killed him. I killed him. Yeah, in like cold blood, uh, and it's weird because I think he even shows up in the last episode. Like I, I, I could have sworn maybe it was a glitch or a bug, but I could have sworn I saw both of them in the crooked man's room, like, later on. And I don't know if that was, like, supposed to be a thing
0: or not, but I thought that's I killed him. That's not supposed to be a thing. Okay, I thought <laughs> I you killed kill him. kill him, he's not there. Okay, maybe not And that's used against you in the crooked man's, like, no, testimony, I, I, by the I, way. No, maybe,
1: maybe I didn't kill him then, cause I don't think that came up. Yeah, Maybe it comes, did. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll replay the fifth episode and yeah, find cause out, because... Like, the only thing that comes up, like, see, like, the only thing where I think I was cr- incredibly unreasonable in Fable Town mm-hmm. is burning... Anti Greenleaf's tree. Yeah, and and at that point, I'm gonna be honest. Like I was, um, like I was super. I only did that for snow. Snow.
1: Yeah, because snow wanted it. And man, like they make you feel like a prick when like they actually come to the actual like. Yeah, when you're like you monsters. The trial. Yeah, but then like in the trial too, they're like, you know, like like you did this. You know, you did it for her, and she was wrong. And they yeah, even say like, like we admitted
0: uh, like i know did mistake. yeah
1: i made a mistake i did the wrong thing yep same here um and that was the only time where i felt like man that was a dickhead move you know but
0: i i, I did be you're right i did the exact someone same someone way I did. an arm off
1: well yeah I, I said it was for snow though like i think that was kind of a, another you know he's had so much blood on his hands from other women that have been gone you know and, and I, I just felt like I, I couldn't really stand to have someone else you know be hurt because of me, especially someone like snow White, which I remember that that twist they give you you know at the end of the episode where um the heads dropped off and you think it's was that was that episode two
0: yeah that's at the end of episode one where you think it's snow
1: oh because faith was previously in that episode
0: I yeah. always feel like, then, I always feel and like and the end basically it the first episode ends with whoever you arrested you're coming back to the woodland apartments. Mm. And then there's like a bunch of like in Monday police and everything. Yeah. There. And, and that
1: slow-mo look down and you see it. Yeah, that, that was crazy. And then just a reveal after in the next episode was like, oh, really? And I guess that kind of explains what glamours are. You know, I didn't really understand that concept until then. But
0: well, they they explain what glamours are when like Toad calls you mm-hmm. in to help out with the disturbance and Toad's not glamoured. Yeah. And, which, you know, which I wonder what he looks like when he is glamoured. <laughs> no, he's never glamoured. Never does like it. That, okay. Yeah, because like in the comic, he's in the farm. He goes okay. to the farm regardless. I think mm-hmm. like that's the one thing. And I think maybe like when I read it, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't. Whether you, because tre- even then, like I, I tried to convince Snow or try to give him money for a glamour.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the one thing also, too, because I think that's the one thing I regret where I played, That that's where I was too much good cop, is all the points where I had to confiscate money, I didn't, and mm. then I wanted to, like, be the good guy and pay for things, and I fucking couldn't. Didn't have it any like money. Like an asshole. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, took, I, I took money money every chance I got, because I was like, they're giving me an out with this money. I better take it, because I'm sure it's going to come up at some point. It's going to make things a little bit easier if I have this cash. Yeah, I always felt like that was like, this is like a no-brainer, I gotta grab it. Yeah, I'm confiscating it for a case. Very, very, very. See, very, I, didn't very, wanted, very I didn't want to come off work. like a
0: dirty cop. Yeah, I just wanted to come off like a cop who was able to fucking like bend the rules when he needed to. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be a dirty. You can't go all the way, dude. You can't go like. You can't go Denzel Washington training day. Yeah. Yeah, or or fucking the Shield. What is it, Vic Vic something? Vic Stone. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with the Shield. Well, because it's, it's dumb. Um, uh, training but... day legit though. Yeah, training day is a shit. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I I think if anything too like even then like I think the gravity of all the decisions that really basically reinforce the wolf among us um it's it's not nor or less it they aren't decisions that like not n- they don't just complicate basically your reputation or your image of Fabletown, but I like that they have the duality of again like complicating the investigation. Because mm-hmm. like you can, man, you can really play through that fucking thing like an idiot, and if you do, <laughs> it's really gonna fuck you. It, yeah, I, it's like gonna I, be harder. I went back and I YouTubed. like I, I I couldn't help it, curiosity, and yeah, like basically fucking you you can you can leave with having absolutely no confidence put in you whatsoever, and and then it's like it could be fucking basically Bluebeard that ends up putting out the crooked man. Mm -hmm. um you can especially oh dude like i think it's the hardest and i'm i'm really curious to see i think it's the hardest to defend the actions of like uh basically just straight like 86 and the crooked man at the foundry before you bring him in yeah which i didn't think you could actually do i thought that if you tried it he would stop you no you know and kill him and there can be absolutely no trial (laughs) wow that is crazy um. So let me ask, how did you punish the crooked man? Uh, I let
1: Um, I let them take him into custody. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I uh, I th- I think they eventually kind of had their like uh, vote of confidence to me because I was like really the only appointed official that could make those kind of decisions. You know, See, I, I shouldn't um,
0: claim that I was like I didn't like you mm-hmm. know how it tells like Snow is like thinking about it. I just chose the option, I should make the call. I'm like, I should make yeah. the call. And no. then, like, everybody's looking. No, because I'm like, dude, my life was fucking put in danger twice. I'm all the one that did all the running around. All the I'm time, I'm the yeah. one that did all the shit. And then I, again, I had to prove to these people, I'm the fucking sheriff. I'm yeah. the goddamn law. Yeah. And then even Bluebeard of me was like, he is the... but at the same time, for his own agenda, of course. And you know what's funny is I love the way they address that. Because, like, I was really still kind of, you know, thinking about, and I don't know if it changes, but, like, that, that, the timer, of course, that famous decision timer, I was still having a hard time whether or not to kill him. But it doesn't even let you go to the end. If you, if you, if it, like, that's half day, uh, halfway down, like, Crooked Man just ends up fucking grabbing you from behind and trying to get you into the witching well. Oh, wow, Um, yeah. Did he do that to you at all? Um,
1: no, I don't think so. Yeah, he
0: tried. He tries to get you into the witching well, and then I'm able to overpower him and, and scare him a little bit. And then, it, it and you know, it's funny. Is right as I'm leaning him over the witching well, it still gives me the option to like oh to toss him us. in or
1: not. And that's what I did. Yeah, you're right. You're right, actually. Yeah, because he tries to get you and you overpower him and then you have the option just to oh, toss so him in. Oh, so did happen to you. It did. It did. Yeah. And then I, I do remember that because then it gives you the option to either toss him in or to, you know, spare him and, and there's two different them? i did i did and um i i remember that trial because you know i did let the town decide i was like well this is a democracy let's let the town decide they end up just saying you should be the one to make the choice anyways because you know but i think that having that that confidence having that like well you trusted us so we're gonna trust you was a little bit easier i think to persuade like persuade them to you know let me do well, what see, i want to do
0: you know what's funny is when i said fuck it i'm gonna do it they were all in the back and i'm like yeah, Bigby's right. He should do it. Mm. So they, I mean, they agreed with me anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, um. But yeah, by by, I allowed him to go into custody. Uh, Auntie Green, uh, Auntie Greenleaf, uh, basically like is supposed to like design some kind of like prison for him. Uh, ends up being uh, she carries him out in a birdcage and he's a, I want to say like a like a like a crow. I think huh. she turns him into like a crow, like a yeah, it's like a blackbird crow, and uh, well, carries him out. That and, actually
0: and, is poetic. Because um, maybe some that's foreshadowing the that represents him.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, so that was maybe some foreshadowing, but yeah, um, that's that's what ends up happening. Oh fuck that! I dropped him mm-hmm. after that point because, and you know, it's funny is because I still had a hard time. So when I chose to drop him, Bigby's just like, you know, just between you and me, I was just to let you live, mm, but not anymore. and, well, then,
1: yeah. I, and I really like the character, of the Crooked Man. So I hope maybe choosing to allow him to be incarcerated. Oh, I I kind of hope maybe that'll help me more in second season. Like, Oh, I, I appreciate it. I thought it was a character that like, yes, he, he is the one. And I agreed with a lot of things he said, like just personally, I was like, well, you know, he did a lot of things to kind of undermine that town and have everyone under his thumb. But, you know, they made the choices like beauty and beast. They're the ones that wanted to live to that specific kind of lifestyle. They're the ones that need the money. You know, they, they made these choices. You know, he was just simply the one that supplied it for, you know, a pretty hefty cost. But, you know, I I thought that he was, you know, an opportunity. And
0: he he indentured them into that cause. He he does.
1: He does. I mean, he isn't, he is, you know, he's cruel and and things he did were not, you know, great. But I don't know. I I just felt like, you know, he should pay the crime. You know, even though he's not the one that pulled the trigger, he is still responsible for the murders. You know, he orchestrated those murders, um, which is just as bad as the person that actually did, you know, the the actual killing itself. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I felt like that was the purest way to show true justice was to like, try to allow the system to work, you know, not, not taking like some kind of vengeance into my own hands and, and killing because I thought it was the right thing to do. I thought, you know, putting him, you know, in a, through a trial, you know, deciding his fate and incarcerating him for his crimes was like, that is true justice. That's, that's like, hopefully will establish me as like the law in that town and shows that, you know, law can be fair and it can be good. So can uh, the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I, yeah social but, commentary
0: but I, I suppose so and maybe, maybe that's just kind of part of it really um see and l- I, i'm kind of curious because yeah. um they're they're you know with the whole noir thing and the characters getting involved um there was a situation i was really surprised that i, I didn't think i'd get like kind of emotional about but it really threw me off guard But in episode five, when I chased Georgie down to the pudding and pie and the whole thing with Vivian, how Mm -hmm. did you address that thing with Vivian? I I did get upset once I
1: found out she was kind of a main reason for it being all orchestrated. I thought he was like the sole reason why all this was happening. I had no idea she was responsible. Then you find out, you know, she's the one that had this, you know, this curse on, on the girls. You know, she was the one responsible for kind of doing all this. And she's kind of the one that, you know. He, like I said, he's the one that kind of murdered them. But he, I mean, she was just as bad. You know, she was as, as instrumental as anyone else. Um, I was like, you're just as bad as he is, you know. But, but I, I never took it upon myself to take, you know, the, the ribbon, ribbon off. off. Yeah, yeah. No. She she ended up, she ended up kind of just kind of falling on her own sword. Like she knew that she had did something wrong. That the only way she could really redeem herself is to kind of take her own life, and and that's what ended up happening. And, and he he begged her not to do it. Yeah, that and that, was, that that was the kind of hard part, like him him like begging her not to do it, and she's like, "No, I I'm, I'm too far now. Like I I can't come back from this, you know."
0: I, that was like the first time you really actually see Georgie being human, or, yeah. or at least like even show, show, not being a so, yeah, yeah, not being a sociopath, mm-hmm. and that and that whole thing, and even then, just her because she, like she like at first I was really angry with her too. I'm like, "You fake fucking," just like you. You monster! You're fucking like I can't and, and I, I don't know that I'm like you claim that you care about these girls and then like you indent you like you enslaved them like that yeah. like fuck you you're no better than him and you helped him you're helping him and then that's where she broke down into tears and the fact that like when she mentioned like I look at Narissa every day and I hate myself mm-hmm. like I see her break down and I'm just like Jesus like yeah. it, it I I just love like. Like all of these, like in- incredibly imaginatively, like larger than life characters who like have some sort of wholesome expectation, are no better than humans. Mundies, the Mundies no. that they look down on.
1: That's true. Yeah, I mean it, it, they're just as broken. You know they're they're trying to get through life, but they know that they've done so many wrong things and they've had so many chances that they've just kind of squandered. That you know, there maybe isn't really a lot of hope for them. You know, maybe they're just meant to be, you know, forever without a home, forever without a, you know, a, a way to live a life. You know, they'd just be kind of that way forever. I don't know. Red- I think redemption's a big part of that game. I feel like not many people are able to get to that point where they can really feel like they redeem themselves. Um, and I, I guess maybe even at the end of the game, like even though I felt like I did justice, I did the right thing you kind of you know, like you so said with Narissa, that whole alluding to you know her walking away and maybe her being the main reason why this all happened like at that point I was like I didn't do anything you know like I I, I thought I did everything right but apparently it's not even it's, like it's not really worth anything well
0: did you did you put it together at all or did you just
1: no no not at all like I, I was confused cause I think I was so like I guess kind of I almost want to say like bewitched you know like she had this kind of trance on you and like I guess Bigby was always kind of a sucker for, you know, uh, a damsel in distress that I never really put together that she might be if, the reason why are things going on.
0: If you see like and even then they, they like they kind of make it easier for you, especially when they do like the flashback quotes mm-hmm. of like, do you like my ribbon? And like he puts them together and the that was and as man- Fa- and Faith said the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like just other things. And then he realizes like, holy shit, it's faith. And like even then, I love too that even if you if even if you did give come to that conclusion, you could still let her walk away. I did. Oh
1: no! I went after. Nope, I let her walk away. No, that was the end of it for me.
0: But uh, you don't run after you. You just you, you have a steady fucking power walk after. I'm like this ah. fucking... this yeah.
1: Oh shit!
0: <laughs> exactly, and mm-hmm. like I, if they were to do a season two, I don't know if they were to do one like directly after. Like what takes place? I would hope so. I would, yeah, but even then, like, because I'm thinking about it. I mean, how like what kind of impact would that have if you just let her walk away i don't know either way um because i mean there's still there's still lots of other stuff like uh funny enough when like i'm reading the comics more and like they mention a lot of people like a huge character in fables absolutely has no role in fables whatsoever other than a mention is rose red and that snow white sister and she only gets mentioned once when they find the uh, glamour tube, the black market glamour tube that has the torn picture of her and Rose from that she claims was stolen from her apartment. Oh, I never Only put mentioned that
1: together. Yeah, I didn't even remember
0: that. Yeah, and oh. then the only other mention of Cinderella, and that that went like what really pisses me off. I really hope they like implement that in season two. Is uh, Cinderella is, and believe it or not, and like I eh, I don't think it's a really huge spoiler because it's established very early when you start reading the comics. But she's uh, sort of Bigby's deputy. She's the eyes and ears of Fable Town, and she's also the Black Ops agent. So she does, like, all the crazy CIA op shit that, like, basically Bigby assigns her. So the fact that she's only mentioned once by fucking Jack, of all people. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, which he, he isn't really... Out to
0: be a whole and You know lot what's either. funny is he's a huge character in. Phoenix. Yeah, and
1: they. I mean, I guess they must be just saving a lot of that for like a potential second season because I thought like you encountered him maybe on a handful of, like twice maybe. Yeah. And and he was never really all that instrumental. I I didn't think unless like if you broke into Crane's apartment then you kind of talked to him then. Um, because he was trying to like take stuff and, and things like that.
0: Oh, I didn't know that at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, if you because you so it to sounds Crane, like you
0: went to Crane's first then.
1: Yeah, yeah, because Bluebeard really wanted to get in there and get some stuff. And I was like, no, nah, like, I'm going to go and take care of that. Yeah, and, and uh, Jack's actually breaking into the bedroom trying to take some stuff. And I can't remember exactly what he took, but that's probably like when you got there and you saw a lot of shit gone or broken. That was probably his handiwork.
0: I assume that was Bluebeard.
1: Mm-mm. Nope, it was
0: Jack. Fucking yep. piece of shit. Because <laughs> he's yeah. such a trouble... And you know what, 22 is, I, I wanted to be nice, but... He has, like, and, and it's it's so true to life of his character in the story. He's such a persistent annoyance that, like, I, he was, like, the one person that I allowed Big B to lose patience with. Mm-hmm. Like, at the bar, when Holly's, like, telling him to fucking, you know, it, it gives you an opportunity to, like, throw fucking Jack out. And, like, I threw him against the wall, and then it gave me an additional option with, like, one of the trigger functions to, like, fucking hit him. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't. I just stood there and mean-mugged him. And then he got the point. So I didn't fully lose my patience. Yeah. Just, like, and I love that, too. Because you don't really have that kind of, again, there there isn't a whole lot of open-ended list like that to any of the other Telltale games. Like, uh, when you confront Crooked Man in the office, and then he and he's just like, why should I not fucking, like, completely end your life and rip you apart right now? Uh, he points a gun at you. And you yep. have the op It gives you an option to, like, just try to take it out of his hand. I I stood there, and I let him do that. And you know, I'm always curious to see what happens if you if you like, went
1: after it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So did
0: you go after it?
1: No, no, I, I stood my ground and just waited to see if he'd make a move. No, he doesn't. But yeah, I, I was interested. I wanted to do the same, but I was like, I think I'm gonna take a slug if I do. So I'm I'm probably gonna just back off. Yeah, yeah. if there's if there's silver in there, then I'm I'm kind of fucked, which I knew yeah. there was. So I was like, ah, I better not chance it.
0: Yeah, but the fact that you can, and then I—I I don't even know what happens. I don't yeah. know if by doing that you like automatically kill him, or it makes the—I don't know.
1: Yeah, or maybe it makes it easier to like when you go on trial that
0: hey he shot me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have fucking no Train. idea. It's like, <laughs> Jesus. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. I—I I mean, there was only at one point where the crooked man was winning over the crowd, and that was Auntie Greenleaf. But, like, I really think, like, between Lawrence and then also between, um, like, the fact that I I only punched Twiddle D up once. Because he mentions the interrogation with Twiddle D too. I only fucked him up a little bit, like, once. At the very end, when, like, I I think he called one of them a a whore. He said something about Snow White. I fucking punched him once. And uh, that was it. Um... I was able to go ahead and put the blame on Crane and then turn it around again that he kidnapped Crane. And everybody's just like, oh yeah, you did do that, you old crooked son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I think, you know, and we'll definitely get into detail more with the companion videos. Um, yeah. I... I'm really sad that... Like, it's it's weird. Because I feel like everybody that has played it uh, has really enjoyed it. But it's... <sighs> Like I don't know. I don't know if Telltale is starting to lose steam because even I'm not even. I'm not even seeing a lot of people getting all that jazz about the Walking Dead season two. Yeah, no, I agree. I I feel like they're.
1: I I do feel like Wolf Among Us was different enough that, like I said earlier on, that it did kind of come out of the shadow of the Walking Dead because I thought it's just going to be the Walking Dead style game with a different theme. You know, it's going to be this comic instead of this other comic is really the way I looked at it initially. And and I feel like going through it, I feel like they really not only kind of came out of the shadow of Walking Dead and established its own kind of unique blend of storytelling and decision making, it also, like, especially with the fifth episode, like, I cannot stress enough how much I love that fifth and final episode. I feel like it did everything right that that style of game, that point-and-click adventure was meant to do. And it finally incorporated action in a way that felt it felt good and it didn't feel like it was a chore to play and it was really impactful. Like the fight you had with bloody Mary, I thought was so much fun to play. And, and it was such a cool moment to see big B finally become that big bad wolf that people thought he was, you know, every time he said like, Oh, he's like the big bad wolf. You're like, well, yeah, he transforms into this scary wolf looking uh, wolf man. Okay. That's kind of scary. And then when you see his actual transformation, like you don't even see his final form until that last episode, I was like, Oh shit, that's cool. Like I think if I had read the comics, I would have been such like I, I was already pumped about it, but like that that had to have been like ultimate fan service, like just well, seeing yeah, that. Yeah, because that's
0: his real that's his real form. Yeah, and um, I was like, I was
1: like, oh shit, that's so cool. And and you being that badass, you're like, fuck it, I can take out anything in front of me. I'm just gonna huff and puff and and destroy everything in front of me. Like that was such a cool moment to actually have in the game. And like I said, I think action in those games, Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us. Is always such a chore that I, re- I I always dread when there's an action scene. I'm like, oh, this See, again. See,
0: I felt the exact opposite with uh, Wolf Among Us. I love all of the action scenes. Mm. It's it's really strange because I, like, I never had an issue with that. I never had a moment where like, oh man, this
1: sucks. Like like Walking Dead had those issues where I'm like, this is like a fucking chore. Like why are you yeah. making me do this? Well, as no, I, I was like, this is all right. this is not bad at all.
0: Well, yeah, because in Walking Dead there's this tension because you're you're helpless a the odds are always stacked against you b and like what's weird i haven't encountered it in the uh, in the wolf among us and i could be wrong i I don't know if you die yeah exactly i don't know if there's like a but you can die in the walking dead and it's annoying
1: Yeah, you can and i guess it's also like the fact that they focus so heavily on like gun fights and having guns in walking dead that's a chore to use those but in the wolf among us but being the more melee attacks it's a little bit, I think maybe a little bit easier to control. Well, see, and they're
0: going that way with the uh, season two. There's a lot of melee stuff,
1: which makes me wonder, what are they going to do with Tales from the Borderlands? Like, is that going to be all guns all the time? And if so, like, is that going to be a pain? Like, it, it's hard to say, but you're right. I think it's going to be where it's a little bit of fatigue. It's a little bit of, you know, this point and click style adventure game can't always work with everything. But they're taking on so many franchises now with Borderlands and Game of Thrones. And yeah, like you said, Walking Dead with the second season definitely doesn't have the buzz, I think, that the initial first season did. Um, But I think Wolf Among Us was such a good experience, especially that fifth episode. Like I I gave it a perfect score, which that's the first time I've given a perfect score to anything we've reviewed on PPR thus far. Just because I felt like it fully encompassed what a point-click adventure game should have. Like, I think he did everything right. I never felt like there was a moment where they they missed a beat. Like everything was strung together so well that it's like this is the way you're supposed to do it. So for them to maybe not be as successful going forward is kind of you know that's uh, kind of sad to think because I think they've really gotten into their groove now. I feel like they've really kind of hit their stride. So I hate to see them not be as successful when they're improving so much as a developer. You know, I think yeah, that'd and, be a shame.
0: And you know, it's funny too. Is like I, I want to say that I didn't feel that sense of fatigue with the The wolf among us, because mm. I was the sheriff. I was a hero. Yeah. Like basically, it w- it was more like a, like a a fucking stand down. Like there was always like anytime I fought the woodsman, or you know Jersey, uh, Bloody Mary, or even the Tweedles. Like I don't know what it was. I didn't have a sense of survival. I had a sense of like, I need I need to fucking bring these dudes. And even the chase scenes, like there's two chase scenes, and the first one. With Tweedle in the very first episode is isn't very spectacular. Actually, that was a chore, especially like fuck. What door did do you go into? But when you're chasing Georgie Porgy in the car, mm-hmm. and you're you're fucking jumping and weaving in and out of traffic, which I really, you know, I always find it like it, it's so weird because like they 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 do a lot more uh, exposition within a comic to establish how they're able to get away with. Uh, certain things, because, like, there's a, there's a perimeter and a sector of Fable Town to where there's hardly any mundane people in it, so, like, they're able to do stuff. And yet, like, they're they're making this big deal about, like, fucking, like, fables needing to be glamour to m- move in, and yet, like, Big B, like, essentially, like, fucks, like, I, 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 I it's just weird to me that, like, running through the streets like doesn't kind of like have an impact but whatever i mean it's a MacGuffin for action but that scene was still cool nonetheless and i I love the fact that you do you can make a decision to take to the roofs which i did Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that to where like it it has a compliment to like the subtext of the the fiction involved is is fucking it, it, it was very welcome i don't know personally i really really hope that season two is a thing and you know, everybody that has played The Wolf Among Us has has really enjoyed it. It's just that yeah. it it's weird because, like I said, like uh, Bill Willingham uh, Willingham is kind of like I don't know he he's kind of like in in a sense, even though his writing's brilliant and whatnot, he's kind of a shitty dude. So he's like. Arthur Geez, like, even though he hears really good things about the games him, for him, and, and, like, I know the dude can be, like, a social justice warrior to the extreme at times, so I'm not in agreement it's, with him. I, it's the
1: same thing that we did with um, Shadow Complex when it was written by um, whoever wrote Ender's Game. Yeah. Oh, I kind of remember that guy's name now. Oh, Orson or, Scott Card. Yeah. He did the same thing then, too, which I, I get... But like I'll enjoy the game. I don't necessarily have to enjoy the you know the outlook that the author has. You know, like I don't share his same personal beliefs, but I think you can still still enjoy the story. But I mean I
0: understand. Like you have to,
1: you know, put a stance somewhere. That that's fine. But But even
0: then, like, I kind of feel like he's also like diluting. Like, funny enough, like I I've 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 been binge reading it and I which I've had to do because I've there's a lot of personal circumstances that have occurred in my life the last two weeks that have made it difficult to play games and I'm finally beating the circumstances which is why you're also seeing more writing from me, uh and whatnot. But um, that's neither here nor there. Getting back to my point, um, I I kind of feel like Fables is starting to reach its end because ah. even then, like I. At, at, well at least to the point where I think it's starting it, it's it's gonna get to the point where it's not good anymore because mm-hmm. they've already done a lot like they and they, again they explain it within the book of fables, whatnot so I'm not like spoiling anything but like like okay, so for example, you, you know why they had to escape the homelands right uh not really no actually it's it, it that again it's weird because it doesn't have any direct correlation of what's going on they there's always just, talk it's about backstory. like story there's like we left. You know, I never yeah, they, really realized why they had to the leave because of somebody known as the adversary that basically conquered and took over. Mm. Uh, Fables, at this point, you find out who the adversary is, and you and they and they actually work towards that. And like, oh, huh. it, it's in in such a weird direction. And then you know, Jack had his own spinoff called Jack of Fables. It was a fifty-issue yeah. run, and he has a big impact. And there are also big characters that come back and whatnot it's like like honestly i'm getting to the point where like some big shit's happening but like fables really so to speak blew its load early within the first 30 issues and then it slowly started like toning down and then it got wildly insane again and then toning down and now they're also working on another spin off called fairest which is essentially like the gotham city girls version of yeah. fables it's just it's all it's all about snow white rose red cinderella yeah, yeah. So, I I don't I don't even really know, like, if he knows what direction he wants to take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Bigby was a... He, even then, he was a very big... Him and Snow White are the main characters, regardless. But then, they take the spotlight off of them, and they give other characters, you know, time to shine. And then, you know, characters like Boy Blue, Jack, and, you know, and, and I'll leave it at that. They all become major players. I think at some point they're going to accomplish everything that they can and that's if anything just like feeling that only like makes me crave the wolf among us to to just happen yeah you know i I don't really and you know it's great though is because it's a prequel and because it takes place and you know, if they're able to do the same thing they were able to do with the first one where they, they, they include nods to kinda of compliment because they did the same thing with The Walking Dead. They uh, do like, was, like they, the they Glenn, had Glenn and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And and you know it's weird is that I without even realizing it, because you know, I'm in season two and with Clementine, there's a lot of contrast where I feel like I I am this group's Glenn in a sense. Mm-hmm. I, I basically kind of conduct myself like a little Glenn. Yeah, it's it's weird, and like I don't know if that's intentional or whatnot. But there's so many, there so much material, like, like the fact, like I said, uh, between the crossovers, the spinoffs, like if I were to count all the issues total, every single Fables-related issues, there's currently over 230 issues. Jeez. So exactly, and and that's within a 10-year run. Yeah. So you have to think. Within all those issues, they still manage to include Bloody Mary, the Tweedles, Crooked Man, and Jersey Devil into and, and the fold. And, and, oh, wait, no, never mind. Butcher Johan is, is a character in Fable Town. I was about to say, oh, he's new too. <laughs> but yeah, those characters, and, you know, and yet they never get a mention, they're whatnot. But just as they introduce other characters within the growing plot, of fucking, like, right now they've introduced, like, Thrushbeard. You know what I mean? They they There's a way to do it. Fuck. I, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to tell exactly, but, like, fucking Santa Claus is a fable.
1: <laughs> you know oh, what I mean?
0: God. they God. They could
1: work that, like, with, yeah. They could you sell me Easter Bunny. Fuck it. Why not? Yes, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, Lord. dude.
0: Like, th- like, th- just, and, and you know what? And it never feels forced. It never feels out of place. It, yeah it totally so, works
1: so bloody mary's only mentioned the game then never i mean she's mentioned in the never. comics but never shown Never in the comics i
0: thought bloody that was such Mary a good is,
1: character man that was like if that's all telltale's doing then you know bravo i love well, no, bill
0: Willingham like, supervised it but i think yeah telltale yeah. basically introduced and and you know you know what i'm really surprised is the crooked man like mm-hmm. not being in the comic because he and he's a huge like brother's Grimm like the crooked man's involved in several different stories like, the the, the, ba- the lady who broke her back. Like, there, there are several different stories that use her. Or, I'm sorry, him. So it's just weird. And then the Tweedles, um, I, I wasn't too surprised because I know Alice has a role. And I think that's it, really. Like, And, and even then, there's so much more. Like, Hatter, you know, fucking, like, uh, Marsh Hare. I think, you know, it's weird. And I don't know if it has a lot to do with it. But I always kind of noted that there's a lack of uh, Lewis Carroll's Alice characters because of American Mm. McGee's Alice. Yeah. I kind of feel like, you know, and and that, to be honest, that's a smart move because you really don't want to compare or even kind of direct comparison. And I haven't felt like I had to. You know what I mean? Like the Tweedles really made uh, a difference there. But, yeah, uh, just like, you know, like fucking Toad and Flycatcher, um, it was – I, I really have like high hopes if they can do like if they work the same magic they did and still find a way to integrate it within the canon of the comic, I think that would be awesome. And you know not only that I would like to see, um, and, and the game in a sense has also influenced uh, the comic. Because it, nice. it, there there are points like, and I won't spoil it, but like. Big B is like irrational invite. Like we talked about this before, like when we first talked about Wolf Among Us in passing, how like I felt like this wasn't going to be uh, such a good fit because I feel like I'm going to have to essentially adhere to a, a portrayal to remain faithful or authentic to the comic. Like remember when I was talking about that? Mm. Yeah, I totally admit wrong. And cause like, you know, he, there's a lot of depth. Like, a whole lot of depth to that character. Uh, he's honestly become one of my favorite comic book characters. Nice, and nice. And the fact that they, like, apply that depth within the comic later, and, you know, they go on to note that they really took inspiration from the Wolf Among Us and Telltale's work, I really hope that something else cool comes out of that again uh, in Season 2. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I'm with you, dude. Uh, I honestly, and you know, I, we both really love the walking dead, but like it's, it's not like something I can look back at and say that I loved playing it. It's, it's weird. It's something that I can say. I'm glad I played it. Yeah. I, I, I feel like they both
1: can stand on their own as a separate experience, which is good because I feel like I tend to always want to lump their games together. And I feel like that's unfair to either title. Like I, I reference walking dead a lot, when I reviewed uh, Wolf Among Us, and I feel like that's maybe not necessarily fair. It's just hard not to to reference that because that's I think what established them as you know a, a really big developer. Like they made other games like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future, you know, amongst others. But this was like the one that really kind of sealed the deal. Like Walking Dead was their their kind of like ticket to their fame. And I felt like it was it was bad for me to actually compare Wolf Among Us to The Walking Dead because they they do stand alone as separate experiences and I think if anything else I felt like Walking Dead was more of the choose your own adventure visual novel style game where I felt like Wolf Among Us was more of the actual video game like I felt like you were making decisions and choices but I felt like when you played the game aspects of it it didn't punish you for playing the game parts whereas no. Walking Dead I felt like it kind of it just wasn't made to be that kind of experience and so I feel like they really do stand alone um,
0: and not only that there's mm-hmm. Because of the mystery and the noir aspects of it, like... Yeah. It's kind of, like, gone home. You get as much as you put in. Yeah. And, like, you know, the fact... Like, I love that I was able to, like, give you this theory. And there's more theories involved. uh, Fucking... And even then, like, there's more that I have yet to even go into because they involve Book of Fables entries being unlocked. And even then that the fact that there is clues and allusions to there, especially about faith. Um, like, you know, the fact that that, 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 that material is there and it's up to like up to how much you digest or mine out of it to really get out of it. Like, I'm going to be honest, walking dead doesn't have that kind of deep of an experience. It has a very deep characterization that you invest, but you know, fuck me for sounding arrogant or elitist, but like, that's really at the the hinged advance, like that. It's really at the hinge advantage. That's I'm sorry. That's what I'm looking for. The hinge advantage is the fact that you're in this fucking apocalyptic world where people are dying, and like if you want to remain human, you know you cling to these friendships and shit that you make, and and because of that, it gives you an excuse to care about these characters on a whole different level because you know you can lose them at any point. Here, like I have to build a relationship with these characters and like there, there is a routine that I have to conduct myself and I'm, I'm a, I'm a person of responsibility and I have to establish myself and like, you know what I mean? Like these people have to survive and they have to survive in a completely different matter. Like their world ended, but they have a new life and they have a new life. Like, you know, it, like it, I don't, it, it kills some of them and it start. It's also like the setting for a lot of other situations, mm-hmm. but it, it kills some of them that like they have to live under like, the rule of the mundane. Like, they have to, they don't want to reveal themselves because they don't want to risk war or being hunted because they've already, they were basically already forced out by, like, a force that, like, outnumbered them. So the fact that, like, they already try to hold themselves to such high regard and they have pride for who they are, like, you know, I don't know. It, it like, all of these different complexities and, like, the dualities of personality at, at like, hand, especially when you, like, uh, you know, you put them under the uh the microscope over the expectation of the fable they're supposed to live up to being like the woodsman. I really love that, especially when he's just like, like everybody always regards him as a hero, and he's just some fucking asshole drunkard thief. Yep. I, and but, I but, don't but, he, st- but
1: he, yeah, but he let that like be his like claim, you know, his claim to. You know, something he didn't even do. You know, like, he wasn't even a hero, but he let people think that for the longest time. And he had that regret about it.
0: Yeah. And then, like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like, you know, the seven dwarves with Snow White, when you guys read fables, you're going to love that. I'm just that's the teaser. There's mm. like all these different things. And even then, when they, they do mention like Prince Charming and he like there's a whole other bigger role involved with that. But yeah, these people are very flawed. They're very much like the mundanes that they look down on, and yet they have to live. It. Like, like there's so much more interest and intrigue to that than like simply just trying to stay alive and try to still be a person. Where in this case, I we're we're just trying to fucking live, but like be better. Like we know we're people. We're just shitty people. and We're trying to be better, and we're not trying to be better because I don't know. I like I think I hopefully would like to think that you guys know where I'm going with that. But to me, that that stood out. And especially within the the structure of the game, like this is my favorite Telltale game, it it really is, and I, I really I look agree. forward to the second I, one.
1: I, I think it it's definitely kind of taken the spot of the Walking Dead. Um, I, I've really enjoyed it, and and, and now it, it does. I think it kind of did the trick, though. It kind of did it what it was intention, like it was intended to do, was to kind of you know get you excited about the comic. Like I do want to read the comic now. I think it's been a perfect bridge from game to comic you know i want to i want to hear more about that universe and see more of that story so oh, even okay. if they even, even if they don't do a second season i still feel like it's led me in the right direction to you know learn more about this universe but you, got, um, you
0: gotta love that advert at the very end you should uh, go yeah. buy some Fima,
1: fucking yep. get the
0: graphic novels uh, and then I here like, i am i was
1: like oh you this has been a commercial five episode long commercial but hey it, it did the trick oh no it works
0: it totally mm-hmm. worked i spend a lot of fucking money you,
1: you are proof positive yep yeah
0: <laughs> um but yeah i i look forward to it and you know i can't wait to get into more detail about it on the video companion so you guys should uh totally stay into that but i, I think it's time for episode in podcast wise yeah let's do that yeah let's fucking do that All right, so thank you guys for joining us in the Games Club. I hope by the time you guys listen to this, of so the, of course, you you finished playing. All why why the fuck have you guys not finished yeah. playing? I mean, what what is there for you guys to play right now? What Valiant Hearts? It's good, play it. But guess what? It's short. But what else? Super sad. Yeah, and it's super, oh, fucking super sad. And then what, what else? Last of Us remastered, fucking. <laughs> just what are you doing? That's sad too. <laughs> that's sad too. But you can play it and beat it. And then play, like play, let's play see.
1: play something that's not as sad. They're a little less
0: sad. Yeah, or even they're like, what's your excuse? What the fuck is out right now? What, Sniper Elite 3? Yeah, I hear no, that. No, get out of the fucking town with that. Fuck that. Nope. Here, you go play Wolf of Mines. Finish it. it should not, this is not a backlog fucking game. You guys... It's also, like,
1: not, it's also not a suggestion. It's a demand. Like, you go yeah. play it right now.
0: Yeah, like, we'll you it. can't, like, oh, yeah, we can't wait to listen to this game. So I'll play with you guys. I mean, you know, we're at episode three. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, episode four is so short. Four is the shortest
1: one. It's shorter than shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and you could probably play through all five episodes in a day. And it's not really like *Walking good. Dead* where you're like, "God damn it, I am, I am super sad. I'm gonna go bury myself." Like, you don't have to do that with *Wolf Among Us*. It's not, it's not. You, you can play through and marathon
0: it if you want to. Yes, and, and I encourage it. And you guys should yeah. do that. Um, but either way, we we appreciate those who you know played and joined, and those who contributed. Uh, you know a lot a a lot of discourse and dialogue as well which we i'd love to also get in which you'll be able to see more in detail with the video companion uh basically i'm gonna love to like contrast uh choices and whatnot uh so you're gonna see that in detail when we get the uh, videos up alongside this podcast which you can see all in the same post uh, also, bear in mind that uh, with Press Pod Radio, if you like what you listen to, please like, review, subscribe. Uh, if you're listening to this directly off of the website, you know, we're on iTunes. And if you're listening on iTunes and you fucking iTunes is kind of a pain in the ass, guess what? We're on Stitcher. Uh, we're going to be on SoundCloud. We're on Scatter Radio. If we play our cards right, we can even fucking get on Spotify soon, which I'm we're currently looking into. So there's that. and you know speaking of videos we we fucking do videos we do play plays and games club in-depth analyses like you're gonna see so there's that analysis yes analysis and i uh, now uh, uh alan alda uh, Analda. there we go some yeah, we Analda do, we do. for you we, we do alan alda yeah and uh yeah he doesn't he mash Jesus, and you can subscribe to us on YouTube as well as also our Twitch. Uh, Andrew and I we're gonna be Twitch streaming some stuff. We're also kicking around trying to get a press pause radio playroom show going Mm -hmm. uh, through PS4 because you know people fucking you can get cameras again. It's It's technology, guys. Yeah, all the technology. Mm hmm. So. You guys should totally uh, fucking look out for that. You can follow us on Twitter. Thank you for all the new follows. It's awesome. Uh, Mail us at mailbox... I'm sorry, mailbox. Mailbag at pressbossradio.com as well as uh, 469-PPR-TALK is our voicemail. I'll leave this voicemail. You can play your dumb voices on on the next show. Um, And then, yeah. uh, Other than that, you can comment and check out a lot of reviews. I mean, Andrew also reviewed... These games in detail, you can tell that we obviously loved it, but even then, if you want to get more of a critical scope on it, uh, also, I, I helped with the reviews as far as the console. Uh, mm. a spoiler, fucking play this game on the computer. Um, I agree with play, that, yeah. Play it on PC. Like, hey, they fix it way too late. Well, Like, by the time, like, it's technologically sound, I'm, like, at the end of the fucking, like, why? Why am I, like... Hmm. <laughs> anyway... Um, Um, and then real quick I'll throw out that even though Sarah's
1: not on the show I would recommend everyone go check out Bullet Heaven Um, he's got some episodes that he's working on here pretty soon with some amazing games Uh, a few of those actually George and I have played Um, he's got a block coming up in August Um, some really good stuff and of course they uh, they also have the Halifax Scramble S coming up which is a pretty cool event if you're even close to that area like just go he's got so many giveaways so many things that they're going to have it's a pretty awesome experience I'm just kind of pissed I'm in the wrong place to not be able to go because it sounds like it'd be a pretty cool event um, so I would check that out and there's also that critical fail um, I since I took off time for the baby I have not uploaded a podcast in quite some time that is being rectified um, we are going to start up episodes again we're actually going to start season 2 here really soon as well so there are episodes coming for the one person that listens so just give them that heads up real quick and also yeah, Bert sucks yeah, Bert sucks.
0: yeah but fuck Bert um, <laughs> hashtag Butbert. Uh, yeah, and then finally, uh, I also write for kind of a cool nifty magazine. It's yeah, called, you do. Uh, Retro magazine. You guys should go check out, and what I mean, check out, go spend money and buy it. Go, <laughs> go support it. it.
1: Go support. Go. It. This guy's living the dream. You gotta go make sure you support that.
0: Yeah, but issue four is the platformer issue. Uh, and then we're already underway working on issue five. So you guys should definitely check it out and also i do a lot of the digital uh stuff too on the website at readretro.com so you guys should definitely check it out and who knows maybe we can get our shit uh up to snuff there as far as podcasts and videos go you can see more of that Mm -hmm. but until then press pod radio Mm -hmm. mm-hmm thank you guys we appreciate you listening and uh i I like this that me and andrew are able to tag team this and Mm -hmm. just like the old days right Yeah, James Mm -hmm. didn't ruin it after all.
1: Well, there's always next time. This is true.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, fucking we'll see you in the videos. Ta-ta.
1: To the internet.